All right, Gary, what are we playing this week? Uh, well, Cole, um, it's been a long time. You know, so I was, I was looking over our job descriptions. And I was looking over, you know, you get to the top and it has all the stuff that we actually do, like all the, the podcasting and all of that jazz, yeah. social media posts, edits, all that jazz. Um, I got near the ending and I assumed that it would just be like other duties as assigned 1% or whatever. Right, right. But there's actually in this very small text here, uh, once a month, we're supposed to check the suggestion box. What? Yeah, we have a suggestion box. I thought I, I thought I got rid of that thing, Gary. We should have gotten rid of it. Um, you know, because I, you know, I don't know what, the, what these people are going to suggest. Well, it's like a bunch of horse shit. Well, no, what's crazy about it is no matter where I move it, people find it. Yeah, yeah. I put it in the toilet tank for a little bit and mm-hmm. someone pissed a suggestion in there. Someone top, top decked, upper mm. decked a suggestion into my box. Mm. Um, dislike. The, no. uh, so I figured we'd check this and see if the suggestions, if anyone suggested a game. Um, <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> they probably did, in addition to uh, generally critiquing us and, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. giving uh, you know, lots of lots of drawings of uh, of ding-dongs. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's well, mostly me. Well, uh, this one is definitely you. I recognize it anywhere. Like, <laughs> somebody definitely, like, this is like a police lineup sketch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's just, let's just crack this bad boy open here and see. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, a lot of these are soaked with pee because I, I mentioned. Let's get through those ones. Yeah, That's yeah. Good. No, there, there, there should be a dry layer toward the bottom. Um, mm-hmm. Paper's a miracle, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's, okay. No, that 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 one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it seems legible and dry. Yeah, no, this one. Um, <laughs> legible and dry. <laughs> legible and dry. The value that we provide. Uh, okay, let's uh, just straighten this one out here. It says, hey, dinguses, do Dilbert's desktop games. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one's from like back when Scott Adams was a little bit more relevant in the discourse, I think. So he's he's definitely in the discourse still. True. Uh, yeah, but relevance, I don't know if he's ever been. Uh... Scott Adams is like the person who makes me sympathetic to like stick to games. <laughs> You know, like I understand that's like a shitty perspective, and I hate it everything. Yeah, but also like, come on, dude, St- yeah. stick to stick to you want it win. <laughs> no, st- stick to stick to coworker Bert and the crew. Coworker uh, Bert, not doing anyone any favors, you fucking weirdo. Go ahead. This, this is Gary Butterfield. I'm Cole Ross. And this is Abject Suffering, where we are dry and legible. <laughs> and uh, this is a premium episode about Dilbert's desktop games. It's basically a screensaver. Uh, Lots of, yeah, little, there's little games in there. Oh, yeah. Just little game. Let's, do you want to, uh, so we, let, here, let's get down to brass tacks. Okay. We all know what's going on. Voters. <laughs> We all know what's going on. Uh, Scott Scott Adams is Ein's pol- Ein politics monster, mm-hmm. uh, and there's also this game. Yes, Cole. What order do you want to do this in? Do you want to talk about the monster? <sighs> and this is for people who are going. to – This is basically for Paul uh, in the the Slack. 
so we can skip and know which half of the episode to listen to. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> okay, okay. Do do we want to do uh, Scott Adams first, or do we want to do Dilbert and Dilbert's desktop games first? I think we need to do Dilbert and Dilbert's desktop games first because so start kind of funny, but then end angry. Yeah, I think I think that, that that is the usual abject suffering arc that we that we, that we that we can do. Um, mm-hmm. and like the, the, there's more overlap than it's, than it seems between the general worldview of the Dilbert, uh, uh, uh just of the Dilbert empire of products and sure. Scott Adams's, uh, social media milieu. Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, we'll just leave it to everybody to understand that's where this is headed. And, you know, kind of like, uh, kind of like making your Sunday, you can decide, you know, when, when the fudge is too much. Well, it's going to ask where the Dilberito falls in this um the dill burrito falls just kind of in the in the general saturation it's probably in the first half right because okay. because I, I think that the dill burrito is pretty it's pretty in line with with this uh, let's with, lead with, with the, the dill burrito because I, I think a lot of people probably don't know about the dill burrito and i learned about <laughs> the dill burrito from this and i am really happy about it <laughs> so I, t- I tweeted about the dill burrito um before <laughs> we rolled up the poll and I, mm-hmm. I worry that people thought that like that was me thumbing the thumbing the scales because I don't want people to think I'm I'm trying to influence this in any, in any way. It just came up on the poll, and I was like, "All right, well, let's just do it." Um, Dill burrito. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if uh, uh, food so but if, joyless? Yeah. What if what if Dilbert fucked a burrito? <laughs> um, the uh, and this was the baby of that. So Dilbert pushes a dill burrito. Out of his uh, cloaca. Mm. And we get the Dilbert branded uh, nutrition burrito, like vegetarian nutrition burrito. Yes. That is kind of like a Soylent mixed with a burrito mixed with Dilbert. <laughs> I have no yeah. idea what Dilbert has to do with this, aside from the fact that this is the the brainchild of Scott Adams. Bo- bo- the cover, he's them. just flailing wildly. <laughs> he's, like, like, <laughs> he's like falling into the burrito dimension. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a vortex the... of ingredients. Well, yeah, that, I mean, it, like if there was ever like a quesadilla, like you'd get sucked into it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you know, marketing the, the, the quesadilla and the... the Gary Changa. Yeah. And we'll, we'll uh, you know, we'll get sucked into those just uh, like him. Yeah. No, no. So this is God Adams. He just, he just saw, he, he saw a problem and being an engineer or somebody who writes about engineers, he said, well, you know, well, why don't we fix this? You know, the problem is people are eating too much fast food and they're not getting all the nutrients that they need. So what if we did a microwave burrito that had 100% of every single nutrient that you need? including yes. vitamins and things like that. Like Soylent, basically. Yeah. There, there's, yeah New York there... Times noted about this burrito could only have been designed by a food technologist or by somebody who eats lunch without much thought to taste. Yes. So it is It is basically Soylent. Right. You know, big Soylent energy. Scott Adams himself said this about this. I want to let's, let's, dine on the sentence for a moment. Yes. Uh, the mineral fortification was hard to disguise, and because of the veggie and legume content, three bites of the dill burrito made you fart so hard your intestines formed a tail. So that's One basically the man. concept of a Chuck Palahniuk short story. Yeah, yep. <laughs> you, you you put your asshole up against the pool vent <laughs> and clamp down on a dill burrito. Like 
This is the man who made the dill burrito. Yeah. Fart so hard your intestines formed a tail. My understanding, you know, we're not going to bash and I don't, you know, just I think that we were going to bash on the philosophy behind so oh, yeah. not so much the thing, the, the thing <laughs> itself. That, yeah, no, I, I, I'm <laughs> um. <laughs> my, my understand. My understanding is that Soylent and any number of these kind of enriched foods, specifically ones that incorporate protein and things like that, your body just mm-hmm. has such a hard time digesting all of it in the form that it comes in that you just end up with horrible, horrible farts. Uh, same yeah, yeah. thing with people who uh, take like creatine or like whey protein, uh, sure. just your, 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 your gut floor don't know what to do with it. And they have a field day and you can clear rooms. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot Yeah, to put it, you know, a hundred percent of your food should not come in like a tiny tube. No. Like no. in the Simpsons where Homer takes the spaghetti. <laughs> the Marge, call the hospital. Like, call the hospital like, immediately. Like <laughs> the, um, All the power of five pounds of spaghetti in one bite-sized bar. <laughs> yeah, we're, not, we're not meant to have that much spaghetti. <laughs> and we're not much meant to have that much Dilbert or yeah. that much uh, stuff. I, I went through a uh, a phase for a little bit with one of those meal replacement drinks uh-huh. for, for breakfast. Um, and uh, it did do things to your guts. Mm-hmm. Like we can't, we can't, we're, we're meant to eat food. Yes. Like, I don't understand why that is a difficult thing. Like, I don't really have, you know, I don't necessarily judge people who, who there's probably lots of good reasons to drink soil. Yeah. Um, and if you, you know, I wish this stuff was turned towards feeding people. Yes. Like feeding people who are hungry and stuff. If they did that, if that's how they marketed yeah. it, that's already a crowded, a, a crowded market specifically for people in long-term care. Yes. Um, you know, the idea of a of a nutritionally complete drink for people who otherwise are unable to feed themselves. Basically, it's whatever we go down a feeding tube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I into it. Yeah. That's fine. That's necessary and good. The idea that it always ends up being this tech bro kind of startup for profit industry thing. Yeah, that for people who don't need to deal with the uh, digestive consequence mm-hmm. of not doing one of like, quite honestly, like. One of the alarmingly few basic human verbs. Yes. Like to eat mm-hmm. is to be a person. Yes. Like in a very real way. To to uh, to, and- to 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 separate the the the, the idea of sense and, sense and choice from that yeah. like like sense the sensory element and you know choice and variety um, from the act of eating feels like it is to sacrifice just a pretty big wedge of your humanity. Yes. Not to be pretentious, but like I just, you know, I, I I am philosophically pretty opposed. And that might be surprising to people who listen to how much I am generally into standardizing a bunch of stuff. Chili. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> generally um, into a, standard, a month, standardizing chili. A month worth of chili is like one chili meal a week. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, you need to compact all of that chili into one, uh, okay. one block. <laughs> just, just get all your chili knocked out. Yeah, get one month of chili down in just like on four bites of of. of, of I make chili. other kinds of soup. I can make a lentil soup that'll. Uh... Yeah, ask <sighs> <I don't know. laughs> me. The um, yeah, it, it is simplifying food is not. It's not the place where I'm seeking simplicity. No, really, and I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like uh, I I don't love cooking everything like that. I understand that kind of thing. Like, yeah. I understand the appeal. That's why I tried it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just uh, yeah. I don't want to, and even then, it was one meal. It's not like I'm giving up a day, right? Worth a worth of food, right? And um, just the, just the idea of eating something that has 100 percent of everything. First off, your body is not going to absorb all of that. Multivitamins are shit, um, yeah. et cetera, and down the line. But even so, okay, I'm going to eat this. 
um, garlic and herb vegetarian dill burrito. Um, and okay, I've got that. I'm pretty much full up on my calcium for the day. What happens yeah. if I go and have some ice cream with my kids? Like, do I, do, no, I just, I just die. And my daughter cuts me open. Oops. Oh, he's full of stones. Oh no. Yep. yep there's a smaller <laughs> skeleton inside this regular yep. skeleton. Yeah. Like he, he, the, we've got a Russian nesting coal. <laughs> like, it is a horrific disaster and we're all scared <laughs> in the ICU. Sounds like a, um, like a teleporter disaster. Yeah, and now there's two coals, one within the other. Mm. Um, the dill burrito, pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, uh, you know. So it comes in the flavors: Mexican, Mexican flavored, Gary, mm, Indian yeah. flavor. Well, he's not not a racist. Well, <laughs> so I mean, not to not to preview second half of this. No, no, this but, it, but he's not the most racist person in the world. But like, he's not not a racist. Yeah, it's it's just very funny to say Mexican flavored burrito. Yeah, for, 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 yeah. for some reason, you know, just uh, no. don't add me. I know the burritos, you know, mission burritos, blah, blah, blah. Uh, no. Indian, um, mm -hmm. which I assume has some kind of, you know, masala sauce on it. Yeah, I've, um, had, a, I've had a burrito that is like a, you know, Annie's will make like an Indian burrito. Sounds, like a, sounds delicious. They're good. Yeah. Um, um, barbecue. Yep. And um, the garlic and herb. Barbecue sounds like the salt. I mean, all of this sounds like the saltiest thing in the entire world. Barbecue yeah. specifically sounds like the saltiest thing in the entire world. I wonder world. what's in there. Ow. Like, it's just soy and barbecue yeah. and these nutrients. Uh -huh. And then garlic and herb, which makes me think, is there not garlic and herbs in the other ones? Because <laughs> it, it feels like you need garlics and herbs in all. all yeah, in a lot of that. Gar garlics and garlic and herb feels like a pretty elemental aspect of. Yeah. Maybe it's just the way that I cook. I might be telling on myself. I don't know. Stop advertising garlic and herb. Yes. Um, transitioning <laughs> from the Dill Burrito to uh, Dilbert's desktop games and then Dilbert in general. Mm -hmm. The little man mm. who does not like his job. He's got his tie. Yep. Uh, uh, <laughs> what's your relationship with Dilbert, Cole? Uh, I generally always found it pretty bland. Never really laughed at it. I remember not being... <laughs> Um, repulsed by the Dilbert animated series that mm -hmm. you just, they would do, they were like four episodes produced and they just did late night reruns of it on comedy central. I have no idea if my taste was worse then who knows. Mm -hmm. I just, I remember it being fine. Um, and that's pretty much, it. I think, I think I listened to one of Scott Adams's books on tape back when I worked in an office job. Mm. Um, could just like it was part of this huge tear I was going on. I would go to the library, I would rip all of the books, all of, all of the audiobooks, like the CDs and stuff, and then just listen to them. I probably listened to about 25, 30 books that summer. Mm -hmm. the, the, this was one of them. Okay, yeah. not all of them. No, no, you, just, you didn't just like do the entire Dilbert right uh, thing. Are Dilbert books on tape? Are those uh, Scott Adams like self help books shit, or is it like okay, panel one? There's a coffee <laughs> machine. No, I has a boner again and there's a, he's talking to a coworker here. Yeah. I'm going to describe, I, I just wanted to find, cause I was like, I don't, I don't like Dilbert, the cartoon or the strip. Right, Will's right. A, a fan of the cartoon. I know a lot of people like the cartoon, no yeah, judgment. Right. I've always thought Dilbert sucks, not bragging just because mm -hmm. he turned out to be a monster. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I still like uh, Quentin Tarantino. He turned out to be a monster. Yeah. Um, the, uh, but I'm going to describe what is number one on one of these, uh, Dilbert cartoon. Okay. Things and so we. I want to talk. So people maybe don't know what Dilbert is. I want everyone to know the tenor okay. uh, that we're working with. So Dilbert is staying there. His tie has an erection. If you don't know Dilbert, the first thing you need to know is that uh, his tie gets a boner. His, like his, most of the time, 
his his tie gets a boner when he does not. Scott yes. Adams in an early newsletter, uh, you know, somebody had asked why is Dilbert's tie curved up like that, and he said, mm-hmm. "Oh, it's because he's so uptight. If he ever has sex, his tie will fall down straight." And there was a period of time in 1994 when it did fall down straight. Yeah, when in which Scott Adams was drowning in pussy. <laughs> yes, so <laughs> throw, throw him a lifesaver. <laughs> yeah, he's like literally combing out of his hair. Um, the uh, so yeah, so he he's got his tie has an erection. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, he's saying there he's talking to a guy with kind of bleary eyes, and, and Dilbert says to the guy, he goes, "I heard that you're a certified project management zombie. Is that true?" So I think I think that tells us important things about the tenor mm-hmm. here. Uh, project management zombie is supposed to be very funny. Yes. Second panel, um, the the project management zombie zombies answering, and then the lady with the pyramid hair is behind him. The project uh, manager zombie says, I am an assertive and innovative professional experienced in pro- uh, project and operations management, methodology, methodology and process management. And then the third panel, he, uh, the lady behind him has stabbed him or whatever. Um, and, or, and he's fallen down. Dilbert says he didn't seem dangerous. And the lady says, I just sat through a three hour project review meeting. That's the end of the fucking comic, people. <laughs> like, how do people like this? How is this like good? How is this when I search best it's, Dilbert comics, that comes up as number one? It's it's just Are you goddamn kidding me. It's just like real life. Ah, it's it, it's it, everyone it's, quit your fucking jobs. <laughs> so so that's so so that's quit. that's the thing. That's the thing. I know we haven't gotten into the game yet, but so, you know, just go, going back and thinking about Dilbert in the run up to this. And just generally thinking about Scott Adams's work as he rose to prominence as, uh, you know, uh, since he emerged from the chud cocoon is that, yeah. you know, <laughs> the, the, the worldview is deeply, deeply misanthropic. Um, in so far yeah. as, you know, he, <laughs> Dilbert as a character is the one sane man raging against everybody else, but not actually the system that he uh, is forced to participate in. If you yeah. think if you think that the problem is, oh, you're dumb, co- you're dumb, lazy coworkers and your boss who doesn't understand stuff yeah, exactly. and, you, and you still stick around for it um, just so you can kind of like take shots at people. Uh, guess what? Yeah. No, that is deeply deeply misanthropic yeah you're playing yourself in that situation yeah. right like it, it dilbert presents as um it has a lot of similarities to uh what's something i associate with libertarians yes which is like sitting down sitting back and saying everything's stupid yes you know just like this whole thing is dumb like the government can't spend anything like nobody knows anything except for me uh-huh. um but uh knowing what i know about like you know that's that's how it initially reads you keep reading you see actually like no these systems the company itself any of that stuff is never really called into question. It's just his idiot, shitty coworkers. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just his direct supervisor, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is actually extremely regressive mm-hmm. and very, uh, you know, like there's like, I was reading a uh, critiques that came uh, uh, to Dilbert mm-hmm. uh, and Scott Adams from this, where it's like, this is this weird softball way of like, kind of raging against the machine but not really doing it right by redirecting against your idiot coworkers and against <laughs> the idiot jargon as opposed to the actual problems which are just like oh this thing values profit among among you know above all else and if it's yeah, not yeah. moving it's it, you know it, it is you know? it is a it is a dehumanizing and undignified way to live to yes. to 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 participate in this yes uh, it has nothing to do with your idiot coworkers mm-hmm. um and that's generally true like i've had bad coworkers before yeah and like they suck Mm-hmm. But they're not the reason I'm unhappy. No. You know, like it's not uh, 
that's not what is actually going on. Right. I've never had a job before where I've been like, this job fucking owns. There's just one. And I'm not saying this because it never happened. I'm just saying mm -hmm. I think it's rarer than, yeah, than yeah. The, a nationally syndicated comic strip might suggest. Yeah. Where it's like, this job is awesome. I love the work. I love everything about it. It is morally right. It is a good thing. It's a net positive to the world. But my idiot coworkers ruin it. Yeah. Like who – think of – all of Dilbert's coworkers fucking hate him. Mm -hmm. Like he is like the office narc. Like if you're the person who you hate all your coworkers, but you think the actual job and company are good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Martin Prince. <laughs> like, you know, you're fucking narc I'm, nerd. I, you know, I, I, I'm the only same person. I, I end up doing all the work. Like, okay. yeah. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes that can happen. Right. Yeah. But if you're always that person, uh -huh. like you are the problem. Yeah. Uh, in this scenario. The the philosophy of Dilbert is vile. Yes. The hated little man with the neck boner. Sounds <laughs> like, <laughs> like a horrible like thyroid thing. condition. <laughs> I, just, I just like this little neck boner quite. I want to throttle his little neck boner. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've always hated Dilbert. Like, I, there's a long period of my life, and I'm sure you're the same way, where I just read the comics in the newspaper no matter what. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just, I was, like, I was, it was, but it I went great. to first, like, for, like, yeah, for, between, between the age of 7 and 15, probably. Yeah. I think I think I stopped doing it when Charles Schultz died. Yeah. It was just fun, you mm -hmm. know? And same thing, whenever I pick up a comic or a newspaper now, mm -hmm. I will make a point of reading the comics just kind of regardless. Like, it's easy. It goes on quick. Sometimes they're all right. Yeah. You know, um, uh, what is it? Uh, the Nib is in our is in the Willamette Week. Oh, nice. The, um, the Matt Boris comic. That's great. That's a good mm -hmm. comic. I read that online, too. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I'd read Dilbert when I was young. And when I was a kid, I was like, oh, I don't get this because I don't work in an office. I bet you this is really hilarious. And then I worked in an office mm -hmm. uh, and checked it out. And I was like, this is horseshit. These are the <laughs> laziest, like, takedowns yeah. that I mean, don't it's... address any reasoning behind any of this stuff. It's, <laughs> it's just like. It's a stylistic what... critique. And, yeah, jargon sucks. Like, jargon, jargon kills thought, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I'm not. I'm not in favor of jargon. Right. You know, I'm not in favor of of bad coworkers. I'm not in favor of this stuff. But like, it's so limp. Mm -hmm. Like, it's such a cowardly like takedown. Maybe this, you know, part of it is just as I get older, I get more radicalized. But like, yeah. fucking tear these things throats apart. <laughs> like, don't don't just be like, uh oh, he's a zombie yeah. because he loves uh, project management. Uh oh, had to take out the zombie. No, fuck it up. Yeah. Like, I want to read a full throated critique <laughs> of the stuff that is cruel in its <laughs> power you know like tear this stuff apart you know if you're gonna tear it apart this this is very limp extremely <sighs> limp comic yeah you know? um it is it, 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 like weirdly uh you know i have no i have no basis this is just my emotion in the moment uh is 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 garfield more scathing than this i no, no okay. but i mean because garfield doesn't aim at anything but garfield yeah. at least like is kind of like garfield doesn't have the cadence of aiming at anything right like right. garfield isn't satire right the reason why this is held to a higher standard than garfield is because this is supposed to be a workplace satire mm. you know yeah or at least like on some level right it's like it's, it's supposed to reflect somebody's actual life as opposed to just their unrestrained id yes yeah yeah this is supposed to be what rose is rose is for like shut-in cat moms <laughs> <You know? laughs> like this is this is uh this is what mutts is for cats yeah you know <laughs> Um, yeah, it just, it's, it's, and I know it's not like a serious thing. It's not meant to be taken as like an actual serious critique, mm -hmm. but it can at least like be, be funny, you know? And I guess like when it came out, maybe it was just rarer to see this kind of thing. Right. Yeah, but like, yeah, I think about this, this genre, like there's office space, mm -hmm. office space makes fun of this stuff and also manages to be a comedy. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> remarkable. And it didn't go on. It hasn't gone on for 30 years and, and bought 
uh, Scott Adams, the fucking monster, a house with a tennis court in it. Right. Like, right. you know. Yeah, no, and just uh, so like what it says, the strips collected like uh, April of 1989. So I could imagine, you know, being hot on the, you know, be, you know, at the tail end of like when yuppies were considered a thing before it was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah I'm 30 and I work in an office. Vacation. What's that? The villains in Christmas Vacation. I don't know, Margot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so just uh, kind of at the at the tail end of that, and so catering to this to to this group of people who just ultimately would become knowledge workers, and then ultimately would just become like I don't know, I just I just fucking work and I don't use my hands. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the, the good version of this is sorry to bother you. Yeah, like the the, the good version of this has a point mm-hmm. uh, and is angry because it's worth getting angry about, and there's still people who don't don't feel like uh, there's there's room, reason to be angry and stuff like that. But the thing is, is that they're wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we just know that now it's not a question of opinion like they're actually just wrong yeah uh, and we know that mm-hmm. you know um but also and then it's not funny like i'll forgive a lot for being funny yes true like uh, uh, I, I will i will forgive you know um a not not bad but a you know a, a, a not harmless message and i will yes. forgive i will forgive aimlessness and insipidness as long as it's funny yeah me too yeah like I, you know, we talked about Garfield a thousand times on the show. I have mm-hmm. a, you know, I had a weird soft spot for Garfield forever. Yeah, it's not like I was reading those comics and fucking laughing out loud. <laughs> you know, there's no jokes. Like, no. There's, there's nothing to laugh at. No, um, you know, um, but it's still just kind of charming a little bit. I, I had, I had a little bit of a, you know, so, so, so a second epiphany about Dilbert, uh, and you, you. <laughs> The title of a book. Yes, the like, the second epiphany. The second epiphany. Dark Souls title card. No. So when, when I worked at the radio station, that's the that, that serviced uh, the blind. It was you know the radio the radio reading service. Um, mm-hmm. I I was primarily an engineer, but I would fill in as a reader. As you know, as, as needed, right? Sometimes when you have a volunteer workforce, people can't show up. It's just just have to deal with it. And sometimes it is, you know, ten fifty nine, and the lifestyle section of the of the daily paper, uh, it needs to be broadcast live at eleven, and nobody's here. And fuck it, I'm going to open it up and read it at the board. Uh, mm-hmm. Generally fine, but part of this was reading the comics. Was reading the newspaper funnies mm-hmm. and narrating narrating the jokes out loud, like that Mister Show sketch. K- kind of, yeah. The blind where he has to read the Calvin Hobbes. He's like, <laughs> Calvin's there and he's funny and it's, he's, but he's kind of weird though. I can wish you could see it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's, it's like it's 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 a little bit of a it's 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 kind of a fun skill. Uh, mm-hmm. To figure out how to how to encapsulate the vis- the visual humor in a good in a in a good summary, right? Mm-hmm. And what I found was there were some there, there there were some strips that were easier to do that with than others. Um, like weirdly, Family Circle was easy enough to do just because it was like one panel. Family Circus, yes, Family Circus. I call it Family Circle because the panels are a circle. You see, sure, <laughs> yeah, but, but but Dilbert, it was just not good. It was like Control Alt Delete, too wordy. Um, mm-hmm. and just generally, uh, it just, it, it had the, it had the general posture and motion of, of comedy of incision, but not any of the follow through or impact. So it's just kind of like, yeah. yep, false, false flat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe it. I, I would not like to transcribe a bunch of Dilbert cartoons into audio, no. like the Dilbert podcast, <laughs> you know, where we just read Dilbert strips is going to, it would be very rough. Not going to happen. Nobody, nobody yeah. posit that as a, as a Patreon goal. Well, I mean, positive, positive way, positive way. We're not going to do it. Us. Yeah. Um, the, uh, you know, uh, so this game, this game, 
is a collection of like little mini games, including one like surprisingly robust game um, featuring Dilbert and his cast of characters um, doing various things. Yeah. Like, should we go through the games? Like none of them are that interesting or anything like that. Like I, I mentioned in the beginning, like we all know what you're doing. Like you want to hear us talk about Scott as being a monster. <laughs> right. um, we will. Yeah. So, something that's generally interesting about this. So this was developed by Cyclops Software. Uh, on Moby Games, if you look at their if you look at their collected works, they they've developed three 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 things. One of one of which is Beavis and Butthead screen wreckers, which Ooh. is just a customizable Beavis and Butthead uh, screensaver. Mm. Um, and I believe that there are some games built into this as well. So like this was a niche that's like maybe catty corner to um, the niche of like CD ROM edutainment kind of stuff. Like, oh yeah, this is this is just something that you install as part of your operating system that fits into it. And so I don't know how this worked for you, but this game doesn't run in a window. It, yeah, it runs over top of your desktop. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very weird. Yes. Um, and kind of, I mean, I don't mind that. No, no, I just, I, I just, I, it's, it's interesting. It's not something that I have, that I have seen. I thought something was horribly wrong, actually. Yeah, yeah. When, when I fired it up, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I think that is interesting. Um, the it has kind of a good like people like it. Yeah, uh, this game it's not hated. Um, the uh, specifically the main game, right? You know that that's in this. Um, the uh, what is it? Techno assault. No, te- Techno Raiders, uh, Techno which, Raiders. I, which I guess yeah. is like a Raiders of the Lost Ark kind of send up if the music is to be believed. But it's about collecting enough donuts to uh, to, to develop a product. Yeah, that's yeah. what we're working with here. Yes. Going through like 132 floors <laughs> of Dilbert's uh, office building, yes. making your way up, avoiding co-workers mm-hmm. uh, who are going to to prevent you. Because as I just learned from again reading about this, the uh, the first Dilbert book I think is called always postpone meetings with time wasting morons. Mm. Like again, just talking about that, that, uh, yeah, again, <laughs> like that misanthropy and yeah. stuff like, oof, mm. you know, what a good rule. Yeah. yeah. Like, How- this a really big Dennis Miller energy. Like yeah. here's the rules for a corporation, you know? <laughs> No, just from you. Yeah, just just how about how about a little bit more humanity than just barely contained? You know what? Then open dismay because you think you yeah. might you, you might think that you're playing it cool and you're hiding your dismay towards your fellow your 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 fellow prisoners. You're not. Mm-hmm. You're you're not. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <sighs> Being nice counts. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in 2004, uh, it's not funny. I have to explain it. A collection of strips with Adam's handwritten notes. Um, and that, if I have to explain it, stuff is going to come up when we get to the B side of this episode. Yes. So just, just everyone wait. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's written all these books on business. Mm-hmm. So like there are people there, you can go into an office building in America right now and do a job interview. Somebody can have the dominion over whether you get a livelihood and behind mm-hmm. them on a bookshelf is the Dilbert principle, the joy of work and Dilbert in the way of the weasel. Yeah. And you have to like beg weedle lie and basically debase yourself to this person mm-hmm. in order to pay rent yes like what a fucking world yeah so i mean i know <laughs> sorry not to bleed into the b-side nope. just yet i'm just looking at <laughs> no we're, 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 we like, already we already bled we, we already did a, like a the, marxist the other, critique oh. yeah like the other the other things are like there's a space invaders clone there's a missile missile command kind of thing where you yeah. shoot things a couple of them where you shoot things um there's like a little bit of like a like a pong like almost I, I thought the pong was kind of was was actually kind of neat 
actually project pass off yeah project pass off where like there's a yeah. folder on the there, there's a folder and uh, all the coworkers you control the coworkers who are passing the folder around and it goes yeah, kind of pong like and you gotta you gotta make sure that the folder goes to zimbu the monkey which i'm sure uh is is great uh, racially uh, sensitive yeah or at least racially inert uh has to go to zimbu the monkey instead of instead of dilbert himself that that, yeah. that that was an interesting conceit but yeah it's like it's like a you know it's dilbert reskins of uh, of um you know kind of classic arcade game kind of stuff yeah and it's fine mm-hmm. like it is fine if this were themed differently mm-hmm. you know um i would have a lot more affection for it yes like and and that could range from like feeling fairly a nerd about it. Like if this was Garfield's desktop games, I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, yeah, she used to talk about the Garf man. Like I'm down for this. Mm-hmm. What if this were like Skeleton Warriors desktop games? Oh no, it's like they're putting in time with the bone mill and shit. We'd be doing a like, waff about it. Yeah, yeah, I would like do a spinoff show. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, it, it would be it'd be really great. You know, you got Grim Skull trying to to scrum. Yep. You know. Yeah, you yeah. Have that. Yeah, I could I could get into that. <laughs> um, but so there's not a whole lot to talk about the game. That's why, you know, we're not talking about it. Right, right. The the one that seemed robust to me and I, I I would I would have liked to have put more time into it, but CEO simulator. CEO simulator, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is like lem- lemonade stand, but you're hiring people and motivating yeah, them is, and stuff. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Um the kind of nice the sandwich of this of the A side and B side can be game facts, I think. Yes. Because there's there's some real purity <laughs> going on in the game facts uh, section. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the text fact, there's a really robust HTML fact, which is definitely like, after, you know, probably before swine kind of thing. You know? Um, but the, the HTML fact or the, uh, text fact has this very pure clo- uh, closing. Um, if at least one person finds this hat back helpful, all my effort will be worth it. Heck, if one person even reads this, it'll be worthwhile. Oh, it's like, oh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, uh, oh, buddy, value your time more. <laughs> uh, thanks. Uh, thanks to himself for writing the fact, motivating himself and allowing himself in his busy schedule to write the fact. It seems a little indulgent. Sometimes you got to be grateful to yourself. You, you, uh, you do yourself favors yeah. all throughout the day. Uh, CJC first. Okay. Uh, my parents who bought me this computer five years ago, which now hardly plays anything but Dilbert desktop games. Burn. That makes me want this guy to, to play other video games very badly. <laughs> uh, my friend Keel for telling me where I can get Dilbert's desktop games. Walmart is probably like five bucks. <laughs> even though it came out. And finally, you for reading the piece of art that took three non-consecutive hours out of my summer. Non-consecutive like it, hours. <laughs> very sweet. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, by uh, James uh, Falconbridge, a.k.a. Yep. Off the Wall. Yeah. Off the Wall is a very sweet fact for this. Uh, let's see here. And this is the only other thing. This is the only thing that uh, that, that Off the Wall has done. Oh, very sweet. Yes. So those three hours he put in his, it's like we had like the GameFAQs core. Like everyone has mandatory service. <laughs> yep. To, like, put in your three hours to put in a fact and then you get to go live your life. Semper facts. <laughs> Semper facts, soldiers. <laughs> Semper facts, gamers. <laughs> um, the HTML one, there's not very much funny stuff in it, but it is very robust. Yeah, it's formatted yeah. like a fucking nightmare, though. Yeah. Um, so special thanks. Just it's just two lines of text on my monitor. I would like to give special thanks to my grandmother Marilyn for first showing me this game on her personal computer back in the 1990s. Hey Gary, um, <laughs> you 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 have this open, uh, yeah. and I I cannot do this. Uh, if you had given me an over under on when this, uh, if you had asked me to guess like when this was last updated, yeah. I would say like <laughs> I don't know, maybe yeah. like 2011. Nope, this February of 224 2019, urgent Dilbert business. 
set, set an alarm for 10, 10 uh, days after Valentine's Day <laughs> to, uh, to this year yeah. to update the fact. So let's yeah. look at the table of contents in the version history and see what you did that day. Oh, 1.0 initial version of guide created. There's one entry. That's when it started. Oh, so, fun. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't update it on that day. He created it. Um, additionally, Apocalypse 612 saw fit to um, uh, put in a room for improvement section. Yeah. Uh, which just in case they're, uh, you know, they're, they're going to do a sequel or a remake or there are any modders out there uh, has a suggestion for techno. It's, it's all about techno raiders, but pointing out bugs and also, <laughs> also just kind of mm-hmm. like some, some game mechanic nudges. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Some, uh, some critique mm-hmm. there. So uh, thank you. Uh, weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> what else has this weirdo done? Um, Temporary. No. Ooh, this person did a guide for Knox. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Warrior Secrets Guide. I wonder if I, I use that. I don't know. At the time. Point blank. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, if you just like these kind of like weird little collection type uh-huh. games. Oh, it's been forever since I thought about Skull Monkeys. The Skull Monkeys, man. <laughs> I think uh, two gauntlet games. Yeah. So, yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Um, Other than that, what is the, I'm just, I've got other game facts t- tabs open. I'm just scooting yeah. through them before. No, no, but before we get into the part that nobody's going to like, um, yeah, it's, I mean, I, they're that's what they voted for. I think <laughs> yeah, that there will be people okay. Yeah, yeah. What were you expecting? Um, <laughs> yeah, the, um, yeah, 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 that's I mean, basically a pretty active board. Uh, more active than I would have expected. There's one yeah. topic that is just ASCII art. ASCII yeah. art characters. Uh, you got some Pokemon here. I like that Jigglypuff. You don't mm-hmm. you don't normally see ASCII art that is that uh that has that much black space on it. You know. Mm-hmm. It's a very well rendered Jigglypuff, and then of course you've got Brian doing the peanut butter jelly time banana. Where that's not just Asgard of say Dilbert characters. Uh yeah, no, like I, th- the I think the Bright Dogbert. Shadows was just trying his uh, was just trying his hand. Did you know that Dogbert was based on Scott Adams? Uh, was originally named Dildog. <laughs> no joke. Okay, Dildog is really funny. Like Dildog the Dildo Dog, I guess. <laughs> was originally dogbert's name or it was originally it was based on in the early drafts of this that's that that comic. is fantastic i love the idea yeah. so dogbert is insufferable just like the rest of this but just the yeah. idea of you know separate from this dildog the uh the yeah. the, the, the dog ma- the sex positive mascot <laughs> yep the uh i'm a cult blaster going in <laughs> you know he just he just, he just he just goes around and you know tells people that they shouldn't be ashamed of their bodies or of their uh, of yeah. their needs you know yeah yeah just whatever you need to do to blast that clit <laughs> the uh <laughs> just do it um the uh yeah i like i like the idea of getting a dog naming a dildog yeah d- it's also very dismissive <laughs> like dildog the original pussy out <laughs> yeah Going that's out of fucking disgusting like a regular scott adams <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, yeah so yeah that was the thing i learned from research of this uh-huh. learning about Dil- dilbert um the uh the thing that you know can you imagine like this is so you you mentioned that you talked about Gar- garfield earlier right mm-hmm. so, like dilbert has that same kind of innocuousness yeah to where it but scott adams isn't uh jim davis like he doesn't he's not doesn't know when he's got it good Right. You know, like he had to get back in the mix mm-hmm. uh, and he's talked about it. So he's, he's a well-known shithead. We'll talk about why um, he said, like he quoted, he said that he probably took for like coming out as a shithead mm-hmm. and like supporting president Trump, the extremely bad man. Uh, he's probably lost 40% of his income 
Mm. Like his income, which like one good. Yep. <laughs> like un- unquestionably good. Like, yep. yes, yes, good. yes. You, you, if you choose not to participate in society, you do not get the same benefits of participating in society. Mm-hmm. Um, and being racist and sexist and shitty is not participating in society. Right. Like right. Kind of the and, end of it, uh, you right? know, you can, you can talk about, uh, how much that proves the left is wrong and how persecuted you are, et cetera. Um, really, you're participating. Yep, yep. You are participating the market, in the marketplace of ideas. Yeah. Remember how the market, remember how you guys like that? Yeah. I remember. Yeah. The, uh, the market doesn't lie. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but like if you had just like chilled out and been like an innocuous nerd who lives in this like palatial mansion with again, the indoor tennis court mm-hmm. and, uh, three popcorns for, uh, three microwaves for optimum popcorn popping. Which like fuck you, mm. but like you know three right. You know, he has lived in this, this fancy place. Um, just live. Yeah. It's, it's like Minecraft. It's like fucking Notch, man. Like, yeah. Just fucking live. Mm-hmm. Like if you have no wants, if you're like the rich, you know this inhumanly rich person, you'll never be able to like. And if you don't want to like give that away or do good with it, which is the correct thing to do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, at least do no harm. Yeah. At least do no harm. <laughs> at least do you no know, active harm. Just live. Yep. And you know he can't do it. Because no. he's got a really, really. Well, he's got a, he's got a ego. hole inside of him. Yeah, he's a hole and an ego. Yeah, is the thing that I learned from like reading about Scott Adams for this. Scott Adams, yay! Scott Adams, <laughs> he's the Scott Adams. Be not to Bert. Be not to Bert. Like Scott Bert. <laughs> well, related um, to Scott Bert and uh, and, and speech disorders, um, I the. the <laughs> Did you listen to this? I learned about this in a radio lab. Scott Adams couldn't speak for several years. Yeah, um, like, I don't know if I don't know if I knew that. Yeah, no. So he had some kind of like just like a real Oliver Sacks kind of thing going on where he just woke up one day not not able to speak. Seems like a just a, just a horrifying uh, affliction to have. Um, you know, t- t- terrible. Took a lot of support from his loved ones, and kind of the the, the radio lab turns out about this which is where I heard about this is that the way he figured out how to get, how to get that skill back was to speak in rhymes because, Interesting. because that uses a, you know, to, to simplify it a lot, poetry uses a different, um, a, a different uh, pathway in the brain than prose does, mm-hmm. at least in terms of extemporaneous speaking. So like he was able to get words out and then ultimately that's how he retrained himself to speak without, mm. without using the crutch. Genuinely a fascinating story right yes you know just in, yeah. in, in in the in the way that the any story about the brain is a ghost story you know yeah yeah, yeah. Um, throw that on to jim davis and i feel like it's a tragedy yeah you know <laughs> yeah um when i heard this I, I did not know about his sexist monsterism oh yeah like yeah. well it came out that's what i'm saying when he like part of what i'm saying when i'm saying he could have just lived yes is that he made an active decision to like mm-hmm. be a shithead and He's very open about it being partially for like provocateur sake. Yes. Like, you know, imagine being a person who likes Donald Trump, but the thing you like about him is that he's a loudmouth bully who just kind of screams opinions loudly until right. people agree with them. Like it's, you know, not the worst thing about him because that's a tight race. Right. But yeah, yeah. it's, it's a repugnant thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's one of my least favorite things that a human being can be. Yes. And to see that as aspirational just shows a, a breathness of like, you yeah. know, it shows like an otherness, I guess, yeah. like an alienness to me. So the, 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 the part where this lines up, at least in his narrative about, 
about his, you know, Trump Trumpian awakening. He had been blogging prolifically even before Trump really hit the scene. But even before that, he had this he he had the you know the bed in which this would grow um in this um kind of fascination with what he calls persuasion. Uh, you know, he calls himself he's a, a trained hypnotist. He, yes, he is a trained oh, and light a trained yeah. and licensed hypnotist, which if that doesn't put off like like set off every single alarm bell that somebody yes. makes that a part of their identity, um, especially when they are not on stage telling people to cluck like chickens. Um, you, if that doesn't set up every alarm, you really need to get, get that thing recalibrated. Well, and, and even then, even like in a base principles thing, right? Like when somebody's like, oh, I admire this about a bad person. Yes. What you're saying is that thing you admire is more important than the bad things about them. Yes. You know, so to endorse somebody like Trump for something that trivial, mm-hmm. you know, just your interest, it just shows this like myopic, like again, very misanthropic, right? Like yeah. he doesn't have the idea of caring for your fellow man is not mm-hmm. in this guy's wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah. And and that's not so before uh, even the Trump shit came along, right? And and everything. Uh, his first like big splash was being a monster. Like when he came out as a monster, mm-hmm. uh, 2011 blog post about men's rights. Of course. Right. Uh, this quote. So everybody hang on to your butts, right? Mm-hmm. The reality is, and this is just one quote from it. Um, the reality is that women are treated differently by society for exactly the same reason that children and the mentally handicapped are treated differently. It's just easier that way for everyone. So like that's, that is a dark, that is a vorpal yeah. thing to say. That is the, you are, you're, you're gone. <laughs> Like yep. You're not nothing you say or do or anything is acceptable at this point. And if you're like, well, actually, I just think he has some good points about business. Mm, no, nope. I don't like no, about sexism. Nope. What you're saying is poison that tree that like <laughs> is more important than this thing. Yes. And this is an extremely damning. It just it it, it, it is. It's not the green M&M or the brown M&M in the, in the in the candy bowl. It's the turd in the candy bowl. Yeah, like yeah. You, you got to throw the you got to throw it all out. Yeah. You don't you, know? you don't eat around a big pile of like diarrhea in mm, your M&M bowl. No. For anyone, I don't care if you're like if you're uh, a project yeah. management zombie. Yeah, and uh, even even before that, there was you know some stuff that probably you know could have just been excused by oh the '90s you know about how you yeah. know like female coworkers they're just different and you can't rely on them and stuff you know jokes yeah. at female coworkers' expense, jokes at the foreign interns' expense, uh, you know stuff like that, which probably in a different time could have provided cover, but now given his body of work since that, yeah, no benefit um, of the doubt, right? No. Like, no, yeah. it's all laid bare. <laughs> yeah. Nothing, nothing good about him. And I just, I have, and you know, I have no uh, patience or understanding or tolerance for sexism. No. Uh, as somebody who, like when I was a shitty teen, was not unsexist. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I didn't have female friends for a long time. I've talked about that before. Um, and I tended to treat women that I met, I mean, with girls, right? Like I'm fucking 13. But girls mm-hmm. who I met at the time as like, maybe this, I, if I meet this person, we get along, they'll be my girlfriend. Cause I really want that. Cause mm-hmm. I'm flooded with hormones and societal pressure to like do this. Yeah. Um, not to excuse myself. It was shitty. And then you get better because people get better as they get older. Usually Scott Adams mm-hmm. did not as long as but they're like, not reinforced, you know, yeah, as long as they're not rich, they basically <laughs> get better. <laughs> the, the, um, uh, yeah, as long as they're not reinforced. Um, and the, uh, now that I'm older, like that's fucking like, it's just, it's just, it's really repulsive. Like, it's like literally repulsive to me as a, as a statement mm-hmm. or as an idea. And like, just like, have you fucking met women? Like, and what I, I know he has, like, he has a career, he's, he's married, he's met women, mm-hmm. but it just, every interaction he's had with women have been through this lens that is not open to 
yeah. learning about them or accepting them or like there's no space for like admiration or understanding yeah in this worldview you it's know. not like what what's true that uh women are the way that scott adams says or that one you know every woman in the world most mm -hmm. of the population in the world or that this one guy is just a fucking prick with no soul yeah. <laughs> like really really diseased moral yeah. outlook Z you know zooming out to a broader land or you know kind of a more wide angle one um if if the way you analyze the world is through persuasion in in parentheses uh you know or through you know hypnotism um what that says is other people really only exist for you to exert your will on yeah they, they, they are they, they are objects to your subject um yes. which is i mean that's the behavior of a fucking maniac well yeah maniac is so when you look at so the the uh, yeah, maniac is exactly the right word, yeah. right? Like, like literal sociopathy in this stuff. Yeah. And that ego comes through. So recently this guy made waves because uh, at the Gilroy Garlic Festival, there was a shooting yeah. because we live in America and this is what happens. And uh, he took this opportunity. He's got a service, an online service that also just sounds like the dumbest fucking like tech bro shit I've ever heard yeah. in my life, which is a service you can go online to pay experts. <laughs> uh, somehow these are vetted probably just by Scott, you know, like whether they have a dick and Scott Adams, like, you know, uh, uh, opinion on this, like experts, mm -hmm. and you can pay them a certain amount of money to discuss a certain topic. Yeah. So like you can Skype with an expert on, you know, entrepreneurship for $500 an hour through this thing. <sighs> and he did a thing where he's like, Hey, Gar Gilroy garlic festival victims, jump on my app and pay your own price to do this now. And everyone was like, Hey, that's ghoulish. Uh, and, his response to it was, I wish I hadn't said pay my own price, but I trusted everyone to actually just do their own ethical thinking and understand that I was offering something good. Mm -hmm. And his response to every criticism he's ever received is actually I'm right. And you're too dumb to understand mm -hmm. that I'm right. Which happens when you are told you're a genius and given book deals for writing a fucking comic that is, you know, 1% as insightful as fucking like the office yeah. about work. You know, mm -hmm. and it's just like what a what an example of just mediocre white dude syndrome just being like having his ego inflated so long that now it is an unstoppable catamari of shit. <laughs> you know? Like, it's it's as a thought. He, he he is doubling in size every round. How would you ever like why would you double down on <laughs> double down on like, yo, actually it was pretty good that I you're the people who are wrong about me taking advantage of the shooting. <laughs> I was just trying to do something nice for people. Maybe they want to talk to an expert. You know, like I don't understand. Like, I, I, who doesn't back down from that? And mm -hmm. if you read him and you read about his like relationship to Trump, he's like, the thing that I like about Trump is that he's very persuasive because he's just loud and wrong. And he like wrote a book about that. His most recent book is called, uh, let me, let me pull this up here. It's, it's win. Winning Bigley. Bigley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It is win Bigley persuasion in a world where facts don't matter. Um, so, so saying facts don't matter, like, yeah, there's a lull, uh, ironic, you know, nihilist way to, you know, to go about that. Um, you don't really get to do that when you are contributing to the erosion of a shared yeah, yeah. reality. Yeah. Like, they, you know, they could buddy. Yeah. You know, they don't, they don't have to not matter. Yeah. And if that's something you say, that should not be like seeing that and being like, Hmm, perhaps I can capitalize on this mm -hmm. to sell more books and kind of do whatever I want Yeah, is again, a sociopathic. Yeah. 
let, let me to this. <laughs> let, let me let me throw my uh let me let me throw my lot in let, let me let me contribute to the effort of this epistemic terrorism that is going on yeah you know the only response to if you come to a conclusion that facts don't matter is abject misery yes and depression like that is an existential crisis yes and you should feel things about mm-hmm. it you yeah. shouldn't take advantage of it unless you're a goddamn fucking monster. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and, and in which case, it's not that facts don't matter. It's just that you have no shame. You know, yeah. fa- you, know you, you personally can act as if facts don't matter if you don't care that you're contradicted or if, you're, if your response to being contradicted is to say you just don't see as clearly as I do. Yeah. Which has been his response to any of these things. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know. Like. That's there's, been, there's also a quote in here too, where he talks about, uh, so his fee gets a, his company gets a fee for interview, right? So like, if mm-hmm. you want to interview an expert on this thing, you spend your, your $100 or $500 or whatever, it's a fee. And there's a quote in this uh, New York times thing, I'm reading about it, where, uh, if you think $5 is money, I don't, he said, laughing for context, according to Mr. Adams, he was once paid a hundred thousand dollars to speak for an hour on techniques for success. Mm-hmm. And I just, we're not going to make it. We don't fucking deserve to make it. Yeah. Like, just like what world is this guy? Uh, like secure and happy and, you know, incredibly wealthy for doing sub Garfield office place humor. Right. And being a public monster who's proud of it. Yeah. You know, when you, when you said that, like, at least uh, make Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. Like Minecraft <laughs> is a good game, dog. Yeah, like, at least make Minecraft. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of it was ripped off from another game, but, yeah. um, <laughs> No, I don't know when when you when you laid out that when you laid out that stat that he had lost what forty percent of his income or only had forty yeah. percent of the well whatever that he had lost a, you know a substantial like if I lost forty percent of my income I'd be fucked right yeah, yeah. um yeah. but you know that that initially gave me hope but in reality the way the where I've landed on it now is that like oh he's just decided that he's fine with that being the cost of propagating and spreading these bad ideas that's the cost of attention negative yeah. or otherwise you know yep. just he, he could he could just kind of like continue doing his work and fade to a status quo regress to the mean and live and suffice what he has to be is the center again because inside of him is a howling void yeah yeah um he says that he uh Temporarily endorsed Hillary Clinton purely out of fear for his own life, stating that he had received direct and indirect death threats. Where I live in California, it is not safe to be seen as supporting anything that Trump does, so I fixed it. It's more, um, uh, it's it's more uh, projection, right? Yeah, I don't believe that for a <laughs> no, second. No, no. But like, if your side does death threats, guess what? You're going to do. You're going to yeah. say the other side does death threats <laughs> because yeah. that's what you perceive to be. That's what you perceive the rule of the game to be. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> So and also like so if somebody is like what about that five dollar fee and that five dollar fee does is not a lot of money to you mm-hmm. there's a like a, a way less douchey way to answer that question yes. than yeah. like <laughs> you know like that's that's nothing per thing like five dollar commission don't make me laugh I once got it paid a hundred thousand dollars to just you know demonstrate how to poop <laughs> to businessmen <laughs> I don't know uh, um, he's bad he is bad Gary posted yeah. February the eleventh twenty fifteen. Uh, this is in Valentine's Day, sex and teledildonics. Uh, your best orgasms are ahead of you. 
Sexual arousal oh. is mostly mental. That's why a trained hypnotist can induce multiple hands-free orgasms in a willing subject. As a hypnotist, all you need to do is identify a person's sexual fantasies from their normal conversation, a trick that I learned in hypnosis class. Add some verbal technique, monitor their reaction, and adjust accordingly. No trance needed. <laughs> the subject of your generosity has to be willing and attentive. And Mind the control slash amulets. <laughs> and the method doesn't work on everyone. But if you ever worried that you are freakishly horny compared to normal people, you're probably in the lucky group. Oh, my goodness. My tight pants don't arouse me when I walk because although I feel the fabric on my naughty parts, I know my pants have no sexual intentions. When my attractive female doctor <laughs> examines me, I don't get excited because I know her intentions are professional. Intention is what makes human touch so powerful, not the physical contact itself. Here's the interesting part. Intention can be transmitted over the Internet. <sighs> what, can you imagine writing a blog post where you brag that you don't get a boner from wearing pants <laughs> imagine and the, like i like so this is a premium episode right yeah so like selected audience i feel pretty safe saying most people hearing this are not going to be like mad about it uh -huh. if we put this out in the public feed at least one person listening would be like i actually like that guy i think he makes a lot of good points how <laughs> like, listen to that and be like well yeah i don't really like his stuff about uh how cool it is not to get a boner from wearing pants and how you can hypnotize people into prostate orgasms but yeah i do like the fact that he uh he actually knows that the government is very wasteful in spending and yeah. um you know how do you how do people exist that way again, again back, like back to the candy bowl thing there's not only just like a huge turd in the m&ms yeah. there's a big cum next to it yeah there's, he's a uh, big hands-free load has been <laughs> These peanut M&M. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, that's, uh, man, that's very weird. The sex toy industry has already patented materials and lubes that feel as good as human skin, but toys can't replace human touch because toys lack the power of intention. That's where the internet comes in. The intentions are supplied by your partner at a distance, while the physical touch is provided by the artificial robotic genitalia on either end. Now add your faces, but not bodies, to the iPad screen, and you are face-to-face -face sending intimate intentions via the internet. Oh, Does so he, he invented, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, sex, uh, you know, uh, sex talk, yeah. sex chat. The artificial, yeah. <laughs> doesn't that sound sexy to you? Don't worry, I saved the best for, I saved the best uh -oh. part. <laughs> what's coming next what's the best part the artificial genitalia in this scenario have sensors to detect arousal levels that means the system can do rapid a b testing on each human to find out what works best it starts by streaming to you short random sex videos and noting which types arouse you most then it learns your taste and hones in on exactly the right kind of erotic images that will send you to the moon like ring a, a ding yeah. ding baby Imagine like docking your dick into like the Scott Adams like dildo. <laughs> fuck bird. Yeah. Yeah, fuck bird. <laughs> just and just being like, okay, I'm gonna trust this computer to know what turns me on. Because intention and hypnotism. Because yeah. Scott Adams wants you to, you know, feel like like uh phone sex. Yeah. Uh, also has intention already. Yeah. Uh, also uh, masturbating through sex toys, which sounds like this is a solution for a problem that is not a problem. <laughs> for like most people, right? Yeah. Like a lot of people use sex toys, my friend. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you never talk to women, like, you know, maybe you don't understand that. Right. Yeah, but like yeah. every woman I know fucking has a sex toy and uses it and, uh, successfully. Yeah. You know, it is not, man, that's weird. <laughs> and I just, I cannot abide the fact that there are people who listen to that and don't dismiss <laughs> this person a hundred percent. 
like whole cloth. <laughs> Put you all know? this together and see and see why I say the best orgasms of your life are likely ahead of you. Do a Google search on teledeldonics to see the current state of technology. Yep, it's already happening. Sex ah, sells, man. so capitalism will guarantee that some version of what I describe will become common. Ah, yes. Until <laughs> until then, happy Valentine's Day and good luck with your faulty human smiley face emoji. <sighs> Astounding. <laughs> astounding. <laughs> Absolutely astounding. Um, I decided to do that one instead of uh, instead of hypnotizing you to have the best New Year's Day ever, uh, which is a text uh, hypnotic suggestion that is several pages long that uh, that that is that is designed. It's him typing you to orgasm. OK. Yeah. Yeah. I want to I want to have internet sex with scott adams <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put it in the slack for you no no i'm, I'm not reading it's for you i made you this. i, know, I made you this yeah <laughs> gary i went and found this yeah i I'm, i don't want to read it though because this has been a long episode and i don't want uh no we don't know have... it can be on your own time it can be on your own time. well yeah maybe i'll hypnotize myself and having a good new year's day uh like you know august 1st which which is tonight which is really funny because i've never i'm you know count me look count me as one of the lucky ones i've never had a problem having Having a good new year's like this all of these things are solutions for when people don't like you yep you know like i I can't just have a good time with my friends it's 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 like i can't just i can't get laid i can't i can't have a good time with my friends i can't do any of these things that are just like if you weren't such a fucking asshole you wouldn't have to invent solutions out of this stuff it's 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 a little bit like the uh, it's a little bit like the you know the the debate me thing it's like oh i can't just have a conversation with somebody whether they agree with me or not because there needs to be an audience i need to be able to win and that 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 is that is how i derive that is how i derive um validation (sighs) is uh, some people are very bad. <laughs> the, like, yeah, I mean, not, not good. Yeah, not high quality people. No, you know, like if, if we're like thinking of people, like if if this were like a produce stand, mm-hmm. you know, like yes, there's all these like avocados on top that are like the right amount of ripeness and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then the bottom, there's just you know like a like a, a tiny little like shriveled, disgusting mass just plotting. Don't just don't you know, just throw it out. That? Because the way our society is, that that avocado lives in a golden pillow uh, <laughs> above all of the other avocados mm-hmm. um, and has many other avocados worshiping it, even yeah. though uh, it is a firm believer in telodildonics. Telodildonics. Um, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're welcome, Gary. Yeah. Big, big, no thanks. I'm glad you found it. Good night. <laughs> we didn't have to end on like a whimper. No. But like, yeah, that's really rough stuff. (sighs) It's also like for somebody, I hate it when people who are like science people, you know, Mm -hmm. who who are just like very into the, the, the laws of logic and reason and stuff like that, go all in on something like hypnotism, which hypnotism isn't like, it's mostly bunk. It's not, I know that there's stuff, right. But just being all in on this thing. And it, and it just, it it's another aspect of that. Like I'm exceptional that they're doing like, yes, all these, uh, all the science that, uh, points to this that is critical of it is correct, but that's for other people. Like my version though is good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Which yeah. is the entirety of Scott Adams life. Mm-hmm. Like his, his whole steez is that be, um, be incredibly wary of either people or, um, concepts or movements that, um, are pushing you to figure out what kind of X-Men you are. So, you know, yeah. like your, your, your latent X-Men power has not come out yet. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
Um, really grotesque. <laughs> what a grotesque monster. It's pretty rough. Yeah. What a rough. What a rough boy. <sighs> if I ever saw Dilbert in real life, I'd fucking break him over my knee. I mean, like, I, I, like I, real I, life. And at the very least, snap his necktie Dilbert in half. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> let's check it. Let's check realistic Dilbert, and that can be the end. <laughs> Um, because there's probably if there's a realistic Bart, there's got to be a realistic Dilbert, right? I'm gonna do Dilbert cosplay. See, see how people bring that to life. No, this is just a human. I want to see like the gross Bart thing. Mm. Um, have, have these people not actually done this? There's even a <laughs> shitty fandom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, there's a fandom. Um, Feast on Flesh comics from Dilbert. Just a bunch of pictures of fucking Scott Adams. Yeah. On creating Dilbert. Um. Yeah. So, so unfortunately, no realistic Dilbert for me. Yeah, and Dilbert cosplay. It is either people just dressed up in his clothes, or people who have put together uh, kind of like a like a uh, mask or helmet uh, kind of deal that mimics mm-hmm. the shape of his head, like Daft Punk. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly as cool as Daft Punk. Around the cooler. Around the cooler. Uh, <laughs> Uh, anywho anyway this was uh this was put into the suggestion box um on epicsuffering.com by liam and by serg um, thank you serg. yes thank you Appreciate uh, that. yeah I, I was surprised we were able to get it to run <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's difficult it's difficult to get to run yeah um and probably not worth it the game <laughs> is the best thing about dilbert yeah weird you know, people tell me that cartoon but i don't want him to get any money so this at the very least is like delisted and you get it from archive.org like yes streaming this he gets no no cash mm-hmm. uh, but not worth it right um thanks everybody for listening we appreciate you very much mm-hmm. um come to Duckfest, please do and that's probably about it i think so thank you for your support uh mm-hmm. there's gonna be another uh bonus episode later later in the month uh, until next time, who is Dildog? Dog?